G'day punters, we're here to talk UFC. Of course, it's UFC 259 on Mick Wall, but don't worry about that. Felix Von Hoff is our man, he's our UFC man. You're here to give us all the mail ahead of a big card. We're going to focus on the title fights, but how are you feeling about the card overall? I think it's great. We've got Dominic Cruz coming in in the prelims here, so it's got a lot of good value coming on this one. So I'm going to be pretty excited for this one. Three title fights, you really don't get that very often. So pretty excited for it to go. And would love to be in Vegas myself, as you would as well. We probably wouldn't actually make it to the fights if we were no. there, but it would have been a good weekend anyway. There's a lot going on in Vegas. Felix, a lot of nice restaurants and shows, I assume you're talking about. All right, uh, let's uh, start with Peter Yarn versus Aljamain Sterling. A $1.90 a piece here for the Bantamweights. Uh, looks very, very close to call. Obviously, you'll help us through this one, though. Yeah, I'm surprised it's this close. Like, when I had it priced up in my head, I had it Petty Yarn at around $1.40. You look at one of the Petty Yarn being one of the best boxers in the entire promotion, in the entire UFC. Aljamain Sterling himself, an elite wrestler, elite jiu-jitsu. So the fight can go one of two ways. But if you look at the percentages here, Yarn has an 88% takedown defense, while Aljamain Sterling has a 29% accuracy in the takedown. So I've got to side with Yarn here, the champ. I think he's going to continue that role. Was very close to being my best bet. Of course, we're only looking at the three fights. There's not many to choose from here, but we've got Nunes coming up later, so you'd be pretty shocked if that wasn't going to be the best bet. But look, I'm quite happy for Jan here to get the takedown. Yep. I like Aljamain Sterling. I think this is a potential for fight of the night, but I just think at a 29% accuracy, there's going to be too many takedown attempts here, and Jan is just too precise as a striker. Aljamain Sterling has gotten a lot better over the last couple of years in the striking department, and he's no slouch yep. at all, but you're coming up against the best in the business in Jan. So I think that he takes this one out fairly convincingly via knockout as well, some pretty good odds. 375, very good. As close to double your money as you're going to get there at a dollar. 90 for the win, so value there. Nunez, you just spoke about a man, Nunez, uh, taking on Megan Anderson in the featherweight title fight. A dollar oh eight to six fifty. I mean, surely the champ's going to be too strong. Yeah, well, I think the champ, as usual, is going to be too strong. I love Megan Anderson. Love her on social media. Absolutely fantastic. Aussie as well, mm. but it's just a very anyone that wants to take on Nunez is asking for a little too much. They're a dollar eight. I don't think we're going to have too many punters taking that head-to-head -head there. Look, as a kickboxer, Megan Anderson, anything can happen when you're a kickboxer. So, again, a dollar eight far too low. But I think you're getting the best value on the card here. Nunez's fight against Felicia Spencer went the five rounds. But the only reason it went the five rounds is because everyone's saying she couldn't go the five rounds. She didn't have the cardio to go the five rounds. So she wanted to go out there and prove that she did. That fight could have been over in round one. It was an absolute spanking. So I don't look into that too much. I think this one gets done around the maybe midway through the second round. I do give Megan Anderson a bit of credit there. But I think... I think Nunez via knockout, for that to be at even money, is pretty ridiculous. I, I went into this market thinking that the knockout would be around $1.40, $1.50, but getting $2, money for jam, best bet of the entire card. Starting to build here. So if you go yarn into Nunez to the $2 there, we're talking $3.80 at this point. So it'll be Not interesting to see. Money. Before we get to the main event of the night, obviously we'll have a look at the Adesanya fight shortly. You caught up earlier today with Alex Volkanovsky, our man Volk. Let's see how it went. Thank you, future Wally. Well, I'll tell you what, what a treat we're in for here. Alex Volkanovsky, the UFC featherweight champ. None better at it. Alex, how are you doing? I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. Uh, you're good to be on ripped. the show again. Good to see your face. <laughs> I know, it's been a while. We're going to get to catch up with you in another two weeks and talk all things Brian Ortega, the downfall of Brian Ortega. But, mate, you're looking fitter than ever. How are you feeling? Mate, I am, man. I'm, I'm fit. I'm leaner than ever. You know, everything's going to, going to plan. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to train every day. You know what I mean? It's just, I can't believe it. It's always tough training. Yeah, the, our training that we do is, is no joke. It, it's hard work, but 
I'm just absolutely loving the process at the moment, man. So it's it's been going good. So it's it's something a little different. Usually I'm like, oh man, I got this session, I got that session, but now I'm just like, get me there. You know, I know it's going to get me ready. You know, the next day I'm going to be a whole uh, another step forward. So bring it on. I'm ready for the challenge. But I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling real good. I love it. Looking good, brother. Well, I'll tell you what, we got Logan Paul, Jake Paul, all these YouTubers trying to fight. Now we got fighters trying to be YouTubers as well. We got cooking with Volk, a couple of lamps of luckies on the grill the other day. What's happening there? Yeah, man. Yeah, did you see that, mate? Oh, I nailed that. Did you see the steak as well? <laughs> it's oh, yeah, good. Oh, good, man. It's, it's, it's fun. You know, everyone that knows me or watches my social media, they know I love my cooking. Uh, so I was just like, hey, I'm sure everyone that watched UFC or MMA loves loves food too. So why not cook them some feeds? But we've had uh, nothing but good feedback. And, uh, you know, it's gone really good. You know, it, it's fun as well. It's, I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. And I'm now uh, I'm now into the YouTube. And uh, how good's that? Yeah, I love it. You see, so you got the guys from Freestyle MMA around. You get all the young bucks there. You cook the chicken wings. That seems to be the go-to at the moment. Oh, mate, chicken wings, my thing. <laughs> That's telling you what. I reckon I could put these in some competitions. I reckon I'll do. I'll do good, mate. The, the, the my smoked uh, chicken wings. I actually did on my next episode. So stay tuned for that, and you'll see. Uh, you'll see my chicken wings, mate. I absolutely nailed them too, man. Chicken wings. <laughs> that's my thing. Looking forward to it. I'll tell you what, we want to jump over to the fight cards here right now. And there's one I want to talk to in the past. Now, Dan Hooker, one of your teammates, you fought with him before, spent a lot of time with him. Now, came up against Michael Chandler and it didn't really feel like it was the hooker we expected. He was one of my best bets on the card and he came out and, and Chandler just pressed him. And it wasn't the usual Dan Hooker we're used to seeing. What was your take on that one? Yeah, man, it's a, look, it's hard. Like, uh, again, if, if Dan Hooker was to win, uh, then you would, you know, then you'd look at the way he he started totally different. But obviously, it didn't it didn't work out uh, the way he planned. I think he was just trying to stay on on the back foot and let um, Chandler get uh, a little desperate and make the the wrong decisions. But credit to to um, Chandler for you know even some of the looks coming in and then the way he chained and really. Uh, change that distance to to land that shot. It was actually a, a pretty good setup. So credit to him. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't really got to chat to uh, to see how he was feeling. But um, look, man, that's just the game we play. This is a brutal sport. Anything can happen. And uh, you know, sometimes you know you, you're going to win. You're going to put them to sleep. Sometimes you're getting to sleep. You know, what I mean, it's just that's just how this crazy sport is. And on the topic of past fights, how about uh, Paulo Costa? Just said he downed a bottle of vino before he went up against Adesanya and blamed that one on the loss. I saw you retweeted it, said something about it. What do you think of that one? Mate, it was just exactly <laughs> what I said. Pathetic, mate. You know what I mean? Like, look, you know, if you lose, uh, you know, you just, come on, man. What? How long ago was it now? And you're starting to bring out these types of excuses. Um, he's, you know, he's obviously drank wine before before his fights maybe he does do that to help him sleep you know i know a couple of uh people that do actually after weigh-ins uh, i've actually uh, been told about that and uh, you know he's probably just done the same thing and now he thought it'd be an excuse uh, to use but you know i mean that's man i had to say something you know man i don't usually talk like that but i'm sick of people making up stupid fucking excuses to be honest with you mate you know i mean this sport that we're in you know, I mean, half of us are uh, fighting injured. Half of us got some of the stuff that we put our bodies through going into fights, leading into fights that the camps we've had. 
uh, man, like you got no idea, and then to sit there and blame uh, some some wine, you know, I just think it's pathetic. So I thought I had to say something. Then he called me an oompa loompa, and then I called him, uh, you know, uh, uh, juiced up uh, Ricky Martin. But you know, it's a bit of fun, you know. What I mean, it's uh, again, like I just had to say, it. like I just thought, man, I heard it and I didn't say enough. And then he's trying to say he's uh, undefeated, sober, and I'm like, this guy's taking it too far. I just told him he's pathetic. Yeah, Simple as that. Ridiculous. Living La Vida Loca, fake ass Ricky Martin there. Well, what about Kazmat Chemaev? <laughs> We've spoken about it before. Exciting prospect in the UFC. Seemingly announced his retirement on social media. Now, we've been through it before with McGregor, and the UFC is famous and fighting in general for these retirements, coming in and out of retirement. What do you read into the Chemaev situation? Man, I don't know. Like, that, was, that was random. I don't think it was one of those things because, you know, yeah, you know, was quick to be like, no, 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 like, you know, trying to throw it off. I, you know, maybe, again, this is a tough sport. I'm, I'm telling everyone how crazy this sport is, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe something just got to him. You know, I don't know what it was, whether because he, he did test for COVID, uh, positive for COVID a while ago, whether he's having problems with that. And, and then the tenant's probably not going to plan and he's probably just had enough. But I don't know, man, I don't know. Maybe it is just a, a publicity stunt or, or something like that. But, you know, I just I don't think it was – yeah, I think they could have did it, did it better. But maybe it was, but, again – or, or maybe it's just man, it's not a good, it's not a really good sign if it's legit. I tell you that because if you're, you're what is he, three fights in, um, he's start, starting to get a name for himself, and you're already crumbling under all this pressure, it doesn't look good. But um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe it was a publicity stunt. Maybe they're just trying to find new ways to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I hope it was because barely three fights in. His, his three fights combined were basically two rounds altogether. He's taken about he's taken about three hits in his UFC career altogether. So hopefully we can see it back. But but on you. How are you tracking at the moment for the Ortega fight? Of course, it's going to be a massive one. It's not long to go now. How are you feeling for it? Oh, mate, I'm feeling unreal, man. I really am feeling unreal. Like, it just everything's going to plan. Uh, if you've seen, like, some of my posts, posts I'm now I'm uh, yeah, getting the shirt off. You know, my shirt's off more than uh, usual, you, especially as far out from a fight because I'm just leaner than ever, mate. I'm doing some of these sessions uh, that, and I'm just absolutely smashing, recovering so quick and... I'd love to see my heart rate at the moment. I want to see how low it is. I'm always in the 40s, mate, but I reckon I'll be very, very low 40s, uh, you know, resting heart rate or maybe <laughs> even touching the 30s, mate. I am fit right now. I'm fit. I'm chiseled. I'm peed. Let's go. <laughs> We're ready for it. Joe's got you working hard. What about now? Usually you head over about three weeks before to City Kickboxing in New Zealand and work with Eugene Behrman over here. Now, I assume that he's going to be over in Vegas with Adesanya. Are you going to be able to get some work in with a couple of the City Kickboxing guys when you're over in Vegas? Well, we're, we're actually going there two weeks before my fight. So we go there, uh, yeah, on the 14th we leave because uh, uh, Brad Riddell is fighting the week before uh, myself. And we, we're going to be there fight week for him. So we're going to be there. And Joe, uh, my coach Joe, is going to be helping the corner. Uh, he's going to have Mike Ingrove and a couple of boys there, Frank Hickman. So, uh, and then uh, Brad's going to be in my corner for my fight. So I will be with, the, with uh, some of the boys, not Eugene though. Eugene uh, won't be able to make it. Uh, through all the the voucher system, all the all the obviously COVID, uh, there's uh, there's challenges there, so they won't be able to make it. But uh, we'll be with the city boys uh, for a couple of weeks, and we're doing Zoom chats. We just had a Zoom chat uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, you know it's the stuff you can do in there is it's a pretty incredible. Anyway, there's so much detail. Like he's getting his 
they're getting their phone out and then like slowing down, breaking things down and getting right into it. So you'll be surprised how much of a detail you can get into over over Zoom or over, you know, just through the internet. So it's it's fine. You know what I mean? That we're recording every one of our sparring sessions. So they're up to date with how I'm sparring, how I'm looking. Uh, you know, so everyone's everyone's putting their input. So nothing really changed. As long as we've got good uh, training partners, which we do, we've got a, a lot of solid boys with us. Um, that That's all that matters. Plus everyone's input. Mate, we're on fire, man. We, we're going good. Didn't Max Holloway said he did a whole uh, training camp on Zoom? How'd that one work out for him? Yeah, yeah, he's a, <laughs> it's a, that, that's his thing, you know. I, I don't know. You that know, was one of seven excuses that came through during a, that. So. Well, mate, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even want to get onto that. But, you know, I mean, again, it's just a lot of these people start pushing pushing these uh, narratives, man. And sometimes I don't get half of the narratives. But, I mean, look... You know, maybe he's uh, doing it, but it's it's fun. Like, because you're seeing that some people they say something contradict themselves in the same sentence. But um, look, man, if if it's working, like we all know how to fight. You know, people are are, are pulling back on sparring. You know, I, I understand that, but I mean, at the same time, I guarantee you're getting them wrestling rounds in. You're getting them. And kick, you know, you're still moving with bodies, whether you're just toning down the the contact to the head, which makes sense. Uh, you know, obviously that's pretty smart, but. Yeah, I think uh, you'd be a fool uh, not to not to not to be doing some sort of sparring anyway. No narratives needed when you're the champ. But speaking of champs, Amanda Nunes comes up against Megan Anderson. Now I love Megan Anderson on Twitter. Lover as a fighter, fantastic for the sport. Coming up against the goat here, pretty tough one to get. Are you giving her much of a chance? The odds right now are sitting Amanda Nunes at a dollar eight cents. Now if a horse is running around a dollar eight cents, I'm not backing it. I'm damn sure not backing a fighter at a dollar and eight cents. We know this stuff can go any which way. What do you think of that one? Ah, uh, yeah, man. Look, it's obviously Amanda Nunes. She is a goat. You know, look, look at the, the two division champion. Uh, absolutely, just smashing through people. So obviously, uh, you know, it's a tough fight for for Megan. But the the beauty of uh, this sport, we talk, we will just be talking about it, like with Dan Hooker, and you never know what's going to happen. Anything can can happen on the day. So that's what that's the difference uh, in our sport, at least. At least you can always uh, you can always uh, relate to that. But in saying that. You know, uh, Megan is a very long fighter and she knows herself and I've heard her talk that, you know, strategy and game plan, you know, she's not trying to say like, oh yeah, I can smash her. She knows she needs to fight smart. She needs to do this. She needs to do that. And when you're thinking like that and when you, you know, if you've got the right team behind you and strategize and, uh, you know, use your tools and their tools against them and all that type of stuff, you can make a difference. And she's saying all the right things. So that's something that um, I did notice in, in a couple of her interviews, which I, I, I liked, I enjoyed uh, listening to. So I feel like it, it can be done, you know what I mean? But again, it is, a, it is a, uh, Amanda Nunes. But, mate, that's the beauty of this game. If, you, if you've got the right brains behind it and use the tools uh, correctly, and again, she's saying the right thing. So uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still giving her a chance. Obviously, she's, uh, she's my girl. She's Australian, and you know, I've even fought on the same card before UFC. I remember fighting with her a uh, long time ago, and, and things like that. So you know, I'll be rooting for her. But again, it's a tough fight. But I hope, uh, I hope, yeah, the, the team's got a, a good game plan, and uh, they're ready to, to you know, smart and make all the right decisions. Love it. Well, I'll tell you what they said. Ronda Rousey couldn't be beaten, and Holly Holm kicked her in the head, and that was that. But what about Jan? One of your uh, 
Poita, Peter, however you want to pronounce it, Jan coming up against Aljo Sterling. I've got this one penciled in as fight of the night. I just love the matchup here. How do you think that one's going to go? Because you've got a bit of a relationship with Peter Jan. We've seen a couple of fist bumps on the walkouts when you're on the same card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I've trained with Peter a fair, a fair bit, actually. Uh, he's actually been... A, there's a, a few videos that keep uh, going around of us sparring and things like that. So that just keeps uh, popping up. But, you know, we're, you know, well, he's a... Man, he's a well-rounded fighter. That's one thing that uh, goes a long way. When you are so well-rounded, he's a... You know, he's obviously got the ticker. He's got the heart. He's got all the... All these uh, tools that, that make him a, a hard fight for anybody. And you know, obviously, Aljamain, uh, he likes to uh, he he'll want to grab grab a hold of of Jan and take his back and, and you know wrap wrap that neck up. But you know, man, Peter Jan is an athletic kid, and uh, you know he's a he's going to be one tough guy to beat. But I mean, man, I thought the same thing when uh, Aljamain fought uh, uh, who was it? Sorry, Cody. Am I saying that right? Um, Man, it was it was a Sand few couple Hagen, of fights Sand, ago. You Sand know, I, mean, I thought the same thing. Uh, um, that's the one, Sanhagen. No, hey. Sanhagen. I mean, I I thought that Sanhagen was would probably piece him up, and um, man, he he completely proved me wrong. So he showed me that his grappling is legit, and you know he knows how to use it. And once he grabs hold, he is dangerous. But I just think that uh, you know, as athletic as uh, PDR is, and so well rounded, and you know, such a good scrambler, whatever position in it he is in. He's just mate. He's, he's powerful there, so I, I believe that you know he'll be he'll be too much. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. One. It's going to be a fun fight. I think uh, I think uh, yeah that 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 is definitely going to be a a fight that people need to watch. Yeah, I love it. I love Jan Banton. Well, I usually don't get that knockout power, but he's definitely got it there. Now for the big one, Adesanya, your boy going for champ champ status goat. We could probably I'm putting him ahead of John Jones. I don't care what anyone says if he wins this one, but there's it's going to be a tough one. Look, he's going to have to fight Blaha, which is potentially 15 to 20 pounds heavier. How much do you think that's actually going to weigh into it? Because it's tough. Because Adesanya is an artist in every sense of the word when you talk about martial arts, but coming up 15, 20, 25 pounds heavier is always going to be a pretty big challenge. Yeah, man, it's uh, there, there's always going to be weight, like there's going to be weight issues that can definitely, uh, like obviously, well, be an issue. Yeah, if, if there's is a weight difference, can definitely be an issue in certain fights. That's the thing about you know we're talking, uh, as you said, like uh, you know uh, Izzy's just he's a he's an artist, mate. He is there's. Uh, myself, I think as well. Like I, I truly do believe that you know, we, you know, we are so uh, the details that we we get into when we're fighting and all these type things, and you know, it goes so much deeper than what people what people think. And you know, someone like Izzy, uh, especially with this stylistic matchup, I don't think the weight makes that big of a difference. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely going to help you. And know, obviously, uh, Jan definitely can. But I just think stylistically. Um, you know that power isn't going to get you in a position where you could you could use it. You need to get yourself in a position where you can use that power, right? So Izzy ain't going to make it that easy, especially knowing that you know Jan's more of a more of a striker. Even though I think I've seen somewhere that he's a black belt actually jujitsu, but man, it, closing the distance on Izzy is not easy to do. So that's why obviously my boy, I'm going to have that bias and, you know, I've seen how, how smart he is. I've seen the skill of, you know what I mean? So I understand his game so much. I don't understand Jan's game as much as I understand Izzy's, but I mean, that's why I look at Izzy and be like, ah, oh, this is a good fight for him, even with the, the weight uh, disadvantage. It's just So I'm going to back up my 
Boy was sent, but again, if if these guys got a, if his team's clever and they do things right and they've got the right strategy and the right, right way of approaching the fight and using that weight to their advantage, you know, maybe they do. But if they think they can just, ah, oh, I'm going to get power, I'm going to put my hands on him, I'm just going to grab him, you know, thinking like that, it ain't going to happen. But, you know, if they're setting up uh, things, you know, finding different ways to get in and all that type of stuff and they're really detailing things, all right, I, I think it could be a problem. But that's not how I see it going. You touch on that attention to detail. Now, I've heard Dan Hooker say before that the thing that Eugene Behrman and guys at City Kickboxing is so good is finding those little details that you could watch footage for hours and you'd never notice. Do you, have you seen that yourself spending that three weeks in camp before fights and stuff like that? Do you see Izzy as the same fighter? He doesn't have that sort of, you know, he once mentioned that he was a canvas with a whole bunch of people putting that work in. How much of that do you credit to City Kickboxing? Oh, man, like a... Uh... You know, obviously, they're, they're a great team over there. You know, uh, they, they are a great team. And, you know, that's why they've got so many good fighters over there. That's why we go over there as well. They're a great team. They they definitely, especially when it comes to kickboxing, even just the understanding of of the game and the mechanics. And, like, you know what I mean? It's it's not, you know, it's not just throwing a punch. You know what I mean? There's so many ways I can throw a punch. and so many ways I can make it land or I can make it more effective in different positions. You know what I mean? There's so many things like that. And, you know, they understand that everywhere, which we do as ourselves that's why i feel like i'm such a great fit over there with the boys like we we fit in so well because we're very uh fine to detail with a lot of things we do as well um so that's why it works so well when we, when we go over there but then you've got israel adesanya, adesanya that uh, you know obviously he knows how to use these tools and use that fight iq heat of the moment be so creative at the same time you know what i mean some of the stuff he's doing in there that you, you can't teach you can't teach that you know what i mean that's just pure freakish uh easy you know what i mean you know and that's just the type of fighter he is plus a great team behind him that's a good combo and uh you know again there's a lot of things that again you know obviously i'm, I'm talking the boys i'm talking easy up and i feel like that that's the same for me as well you know, the attention to detail and then the the fight iq and then the the decision making in the middle of a fight you know in the heat of the moment you know, that's uh, that's very, very uh, hard to sort of come by, you know, having all that in one. But, you know, we, we seem to have that. And, uh, you know, it all it all uh, blends well. And we, we all do very well. And that's why we have been uh, pretty successful. But, again, this is MMA. This is a sport <laughs> where anything can happen, mate. I can, I can go to throw a fake and bust my toe. And next minute I've got a broken toe and I've got to fight the rest. You know what I mean? I break my hand or he lands a lucky punch, you know what I mean? I misread something. You know, there's so many things come into play, but but at the same time, there's little details that can definitely make things you know, work in your favour. But again, it's a very unpredictable sport. That's well, you've just mentioned that it's an unpredictable sport, so I'm going to have to put you on the spot here. Jan taking on Adesanya. How do you see the fight playing out? we got punters at home. Take us through. Now, I reckon it's probably going to go around 2.5 rounds. I reckon that's where they set the line. How do you see it playing out? Give us the play-by-play. Yeah, man. Well, I, you know, even I said with uh, that, you know, I thought the later rounds, and he did, he did it either decision or, or later rounds, but he did it early. So he shows that, mate, you don't need power. You put that hand on the, you know, in the right spot, they're <laughs> going to go to sleep, especially when they come charging in trying to attack you. So I do think he can finish Yarn, even though he's got that 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 uh, sort of size advantage Yarn does. But I think uh, Izzy can put hands on him, and I feel. Uh, maybe a, a third round finish, yeah, second or third round finish. I'm going to go with third round finish. I think Jan's going to start trying to, to do more and he's going to get himself caught. Love it. I'm chucking that one in the best slip now. You hear that, punters? Third round finish by Adesanya. Now, 
With Conor McGregor, he seems like a different guy sometimes off camera than what he is. He's a real family man, quiet off camera. And then when he gets on camera, when he gets on the stage in the interviews, he's real up and about. Izzy's got this sort of brash, don't care. You saw what he was like with Costa in the octagon. Is he like that? He seems like that's what he's like all the time. You don't get that sense of, okay, maybe this is a bit of an act. Is that what he's like away from the octagon as well? Man, yeah, look, he's, man, he's a, you, I remember the first time I met Izzy and, uh, you know, like I already knew him as a, as a kickboxer, you know, high level kickboxer. This was before he's, he really got into the MMA and, uh, you know, and then people were all talking about him because he's one of the best kickboxers in the world. And you could just see like the way he is, you know what I mean? Like, a, like a, he's so charismatic and, and things like that. He's a... He's definitely a, a special dude, so you can see why you know things things are going the way they are for him. But you know he is, uh, you know you probably don't get to see different sides to him as well. Don't get me wrong, the the person you see is him, but he is one of the most uh, loyal. Uh, he's a really nice and respectful respectful dude, which you do still see that. Obviously, you're going to see other things as well. But um, man, I don't think people really get to see. Uh, you know, he's a he's. He's a family man, like you know. He's a you know his teams, his family, you know his his parents, and mate, he gets emotional. He's an emotional type of guy, like you know. He's a, and when I say that, like I just mean like we're with his family, with his friends, and you know what I mean. He he, he cares even for me when things uh, you know say when uh, I missed out on a, a fight for the title or opportunity. He he was vocal about it. He didn't have to do that. He put himself in a position that you know could have could have made a, a sticky situation for himself. But he he, he went no nah, no nah, that's. That's not fair. That's bullshit. You know, he he spoke his, uh, you know, he raised his voice and he spoke because that's what he believed in. That's what he cared about. So that's the type of guy he is. Uh, so that's why I'm always going to have, have his back. And again, he's a, he's a cool dude, man. And uh, he's he's fun to watch on camera, in the ring, wherever. You know, he's he's a cool dude. He's one of those guys where you watch it, like I'm sitting there watching the fight and I just feel ridiculously uncool when I hear him speak, when I see him walk around with the clothes <laughs> and all that stuff. I just feel like the biggest loser sitting on the couch. But not an unfamiliar position for me to be in. But what's next for Izzy? Let's say he gets this win on the weekend. He said he doesn't want to hold up the middleweight division. I want to see the fight with John Jones, but if you want to take that fight, it's tough. John Jones going to heavyweight. You're going to have to hold up a division somewhere if you choose to do that. What do you see as the next move for Izzy if he gets this win on the weekend? Well, Izzy, uh, Izzy's the type of guy, he plans ahead. He knows what he's doing next. I guarantee he knows. <laughs> and I you're his know. boy, I, I reckon I you know you. too. <laughs> uh, I, I literally don't have a clue, but I'm telling you, he's you know, he's always, mate, he's, some of the things he said so many years ago, he knew he would be in this position. He knew, you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's crazy to see some some people in their visions like that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's cool to see as well. But, uh, you know, I think... You know, whether he goes a middleweight, it has to be John Jones soon. Man. I, I don't know, but it has to be. And I want to see it because that's going to be incredible. That's going to be a huge fight. And I want to be on that card as well. So, mate, like that'll be uh, that'll be pretty incredible. Again, you know, we've both got uh, we've both got tests ahead of us. Uh, so we'll worry about that. But I mean, you know, I think uh, we'll see what's next for for him. And yeah, I want to be on the same card as him. I've only been on, on one with him, and that was uh, his uh, his debut. Yeah, I want to see you on that one as well. More, with, uh, more importantly, I want to see you in Sydney defending your title the next fight after you take care of Ortega. But that's all the time we got time for at the moment. So we're going to catch up with you in about two weeks. But Volk, pleasure being here. Good luck with the training. And we'll see you in Vegas next time we speak. All right, sounds good, mate. Sounds like a plan. Let's go. I'm going to put on a performance. Make sure you tune in. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. Alex Volkanovsky, our man. How good is he feeling? He's unbelievable. We'll get to chat to him in a couple of weeks as well as he prepares for UFC 260 against Brian Ortega. He's sitting around $1.40 in the market at the moment. I reckon it shortens a bit. He's got that one in the bag. Can't wait for that. All right, let's have a look at the main event on the card. Jan Brahovic taking on Israel Adesanya. Adesanya, $1.40 favourite here. Will he win, Felix? Yeah, well, Adesanya just trying to become the champ champ here, taking over the middleweight division and the light heavyweight. Now, I think Blahovic is being disrespected by the market a little bit. You've got to remember, this guy is the champ, and he's going to come into this fight with potentially a 15 to 20, maybe even 25-pound advantage, which we're talking in this division is a lot. And he's got the Polish power. Look, he's an incredibly heavy striker. And if he's going to win this fight, if Blahovic is going to win this fight, he's going to have to come out first thing, first round, and absolutely pressure the living hell out of Adesanya so he can't get into that groove. Adesanya is a mixed martial artist to the absolute T. He is an artist in that octagon and you need to prevent him from getting into a groove using his footwork. Steam him from the start. And Blahovic, I know he's going to come in with that strategy. If he can get that done, then he's a chance here. But I do just back Adesanya. I think his footwork, his speed is going to be able to evade to the point where Blahovic is going to have a little bit of trouble getting him into the clinch and pushing him up against the side of the octagon. So I do have to go with Adesanya by a sort of late stoppage here. I think he's going to get the knockout fairly late. I do rate Blahovic to be able to push this one to the end. So I'm going to go with the bet here to beat Adesanya via knockout, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be a great fight. And if he can become the champ champ, the light heavyweight champ and the middleweight champ, then we're starting to talk into GOAT status. We're starting to talk about John Jones and then, my Lord, if that can start. If we can get that John Jones fight happening later in the year, then that would be unbelievable. Even have that one in New Zealand, maybe. Something like that, it'd be unbelievable. But I do think Adesanya is just... He's a mixed martial artist to the T and he's going to dance around that ring, dance around that octagon and just cause quite a few problems for the bigger Blahovic. Very good. So let's wrap up now with Felix's best and value bets for the card. We're going to stick to these three fights to make it nice and easy. Your best bet again? Yeah, the best bet's going to have to be Nunes. Look, I just think she's far the experienced fighter here. She's just too good for Megan Anderson. But to be able to get that sort of price, yep. she's proved her point that she can go five rounds. She's going to be looking for the knockout here, and I think she's going to get it. Megan Anderson's only real option to win this fight is to try to get a lucky kick, a lucky punch in there, and I don't think it's going to come. I think she's going to get caught out with Nunes' accuracy. The best bet, Nunes to win via knockout. Out. And the value, yep. Blahovic, to get this one done in okay. the first round. He needs to pressure Adesanya to prevent him from getting into the groove. And you can see the price there, $10. It's easier said than done against the undefeated Adesanya. But if he can pressure in that first round and land a serious yep. blow, then he's a chance of getting that one done. So I'll be happy to take the $10 odds there as the value bet. Do you reckon in for that for the punters, because obviously you're saying you like Adesanya to win, so you'd probably take Adesanya as your save there, and then that's yep. where you'll try and make hay. And that's the thing. With, with UFC betting, always never be afraid to take both fighters in yep. a fight because there's some, the value presents itself in the yep. method of victory markets that one fighter may have only one avenue to victory and another one's got a fairly obvious right. avenue for victory. Look at Nunes. For example, there, you'd probably be tempted to maybe save on Megan Anderson via a knockout, via a head kick, and sometimes even special markets in that regard. So don't be afraid to save on some of those outside markets. And you can find all those markets on the app. Felix von Hoff, thank you as always. Alex Volkanovsky, thank you as always as well. If you're having a bet, gamble responsibly, and we'll see you for UFC 260.